I now am using AI as a thinking partner. I'm literally asking a bunch of AI tools questions like why is long hair coming in? Why are caps back versus not? You know, why are people consuming this beverage? And so I think for the creative class, they, they default into thinking AI's gonna take away my job instead of realizing AI's about to become your thinking partner. This is the Gary V Audio Experience. You're a celebrated entrepreneur, a major advocate um, for the esports and Web3 gaming space. And you've also started your own Web3 platform, like I mentioned at the beginning, VFriends. So for those people in the audience that don't know about VFriends, can you just break that down for us and just tell us a bit about that? You know, I'm 47 years old. I was born in the Soviet Union. I came to the United States when I was three, and I grew up in the 80s where an enormous amount of intellectual property was created on television and through toys, so Transformers and Care Bears and My Little Pony and Strawberry Shortcake and G.I. Joe. And so I've been very affected by pop culture my whole life. And um, 14 years ago, I started a marketing company, VaynerMedia, but really what it was actually looking to do was build a global uh, communications framework that would allow me to accelerate extracting attention to whatever I wanted to do. My main point was in the back half of that mission was to really create a new form of private equity. When I think about private equity, um, those organizations are very good at buying businesses in a smart way and cutting costs and running a more efficient business. What I was always fascinated by and have done in my entire career is created hyper growth. So I wanted to create a platform, an operating system to create hyper growth. My plan was to buy an established historic intellectual property that I grew up with. Casper the Friendly Ghost, Gumby, Scooby-Doo. Wherever my professional career took me and my financial capabilities, I was gonna go and buy one. Mm -hmm. When I started seeing what was happening in Web3, it became very obvious to me that similar to after-school television or video games like with Mario and Zelda or other formats like books, we've seen in history that this was a platform to create intellectual property. So VFriends in its simplest form is, in my view, a a basis of almost 300 characters that kind of takes the essence of Sesame Street and Pokemon and brings them together. So a very high focus on being competitive, uh, like Pokemon, but a very strong message of civility and kindness, empathy, that comes from Jim Henson's world. So I launched that a couple years ago and I'm pretty excited about it. I mean, it's very early. Yeah. I'm only two years into the journey, but it's, um, it's something I planned on building in a very significant way. Yeah, well, like you say, you're only two years into the journey, but from what I can see, what I can see it's very successful in the early stage, which is amazing for you. For me, for 40 years, I've been looking at trading cards and comic books and movies and television and marketing, and so it's, 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 I've had a lot of practice yeah. in it, yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm enjoying it. Yeah, I love that little stroll down memory lane as well. Yes. Making me feel a bit old mentioning all those uh, <laughs> different programs you know, and toys. It, well, you know what's fun though, and it's good timing because back to films and back to video games, I'm sure it's very much on everyone's radar how well the Super Mario movie is doing right now commercially. Yes. You know, for me, gaming, you know, obviously it's a big week for me. Um, I, I'm a part owner of version one with the Will family that owns the Minnesota Vikings in in the US, so obviously we are super proud of the win we had here in Rocket League, and so I've been in gaming for a long time. Vayner Sports is a sports agency. 
uh, that I own that represents a bunch of athletes, including Clicks and Booga, who are very prominent gamers. So this is a space that I've spent a lot of time paying attention to and yeah. been involved in. It's interesting to hear what Michael's speaking about and kind of the way I'm thinking about intellectual property. We haven't, because we're only 24 months in, we're very early on the VFriends IP, but to me, if I'm able to accomplish what I'm trying to achieve, it's inconceivable to me mm. that I can do that without having a major win in the gaming space. And so I spend a lot of time paying attention to it because if you look at, again, the Marios, the Zeldas, um, the things of that nature, plus more modern things like Angry Birds. Mm -hmm. Intellectual property being built on the foundation of gaming is, is very clear and obvious, yeah. and the affinity and the emotion and the attachment to those characters through this format, yeah. very similar to sports, very similar to film, is very evident in human behavior and something I spend a lot of time on. Yeah, yeah, so an area that I want to touch on, I think we can't have this conversation without the uh, acronym NFT. Yes. Um, you are one of the most, well, a, quite a prolific voice in this space. Yes. What are your thoughts on the viability of NFTs in the future economy? Is there a future for this, this, this method, this form? Of course, where NFT sits right now for most people in this audience and around the world is where the internet sat in 2000. If you remember, in 2000, all the internet companies were wildly overvalued in public markets because the hype of the internet engulfed us. Pets.com was worth $8 billion with no <laughs> revenue. Obviously, all those projects failed and a lot of people wrote many articles in 2000 is the internet a fad, the web's a fad, yeah. from Hollywood yeah. to Wall Street. But the technology was too big. Mm -hmm. The same thing's happening right now in NFTs. The last two years there was way too much greed, way too much not realness, mm -hmm. and what happened was the brand itself is being recorrected right now and being yeah. reset. But anybody here that is not paying attention very deeply to what's happening with blockchain, blockchain technology, especially if you're in the gaming space, is making a humongous mistake of opportunity. Mm -hmm. And I think over the next decade, when you think about what ownership means, think about all the games here that make remarkable revenue yeah. on the digital assets being sold in a closed ecosystem. It's a closed ecosystem. When you start understanding the dynamics of how that plays in an open ecosystem like the blockchain and how that's transferable and what that means to the gamers and what they are able to amass within games, you're trading your FIFA points for a Call of Duty point. Think about the kid that goes from Mindshare and Roblox to FIFA to Call of Duty mm -hmm. and you're able to own those digital yeah. assets. I'm, I'm positive that Next World 2030 is talking about blockchains and NFTs about 50 to 70% of the panels. Today, yeah. because of the greed of the last year or two in NFT land, everyone's putting it on the side. Yeah. Much like internet 2001, two, three, four, five, that was the time to actually build. And I think the one to 2% in this audience that are thoughtful and understand their history of technology and understand pattern recognition will deep dive deeper into Web3 and I think it's an inevitable outcome. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting because you know, the kind of the way NFTs blew up and now there's a bit of a stigma attached to it and I don't of think course. people really truly understand the power of blockchain, the power of this technology to basically give back the, the ownership to, to, to gamers, to users, the, the and not issue, putting it in the power the, of big The companies. issue that happened with NFTs is people forget that only 1% of things work, mm. right? Everybody thought every NFT project was gonna work. <laughs> only 1% of films become 
iconic. Only 1% of iPhone apps become successful. Only 1% of art or trading cards or collectibles become the top. And so what happened was it was such a new technology, everybody thought all of it was gonna work, mm. when in reality only 1% of a genre can ever reach the levels that people anticipated. So it's cliche human behavior, yeah. the greed took over, now we yes. reset. But the macro technology of decentralized servers will be one of the most significant things that impacts uh, everybody in the world. And when you think about the context of a country like this that is so dynamic, moving so much faster than the rest of the world, I, I do think it's a missed opportunity for people not to take things like blockchain and AI and all the emerging technologies serious because that's where all the opportunity lies in the next half decade. Yeah, do you think though, because of you know, emerging technologies, there's this inherent fear, whether big companies, small companies, big players, little players, just to, to get involved in that space because it's, it's new territory, it's uncharted territory. Yes, that's why it's so lucrative when you're good at it. <laughs> Michael, please educate everybody here how Hollywood looked at the internet in the late 90s, early 2000s. Well, um, I was never computer savvy, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, how did they look at it? Um, I, I thought it was pretty groundbreaking. It was groundbreaking, definitely. I mean, I remember the Apple thing with little disks, yep. right? Um, but uh, it, then it's used for piracy quite a bit. Um, you know, the music like, industry, the film industry. Bill Gates was at the top of the technology sphere yeah. in the mid-90s and completely poo-pooed the internet of having any viability. Yes. So I think the biggest thing for everybody in this room is to understand that the incumbents of any technology are often not financially incentivized to support the new technologies because their money is at risk. Right. Yeah. And that is always where the opportunity is based on consumer behavior, not based on your pockets. And so there will be many decisions made by entities, governments, entrepreneurs, mm -hmm. enterprises that are always wrong because they are worried about their short-term finances instead of how humans are actually interacting. Yeah, just ignoring all the signs. It's like right there, come follow, go this way. And it's like, oh no. It's, it's another go version way. of the greed that yeah. screwed up the NFT brand in the short term. People are worried about the ROI of their money tomorrow yes. and they dismiss what consumers are doing. The consumer behavior interacting with the blockchain and AI today, today, is at the highest level it's ever been. Yeah. And so again, I think people are incredibly uh, short term thinking. Uh, transactional, mm -hmm. and that is where all the opportunity always sits. Yeah, yeah. Do you know, it would be really interesting, in the same vein that we can look back at the early 2000s, you read these articles about the internet is fad that's never going to take off, and it would be interesting in the next 15 to 20 years where we're going to be at and how people reacted to blockchain, Web3. Do you, do you remember this little thing? <laughs> there are many people in this audience and around the world that said they would never use this because the Blackberry had buttons on it and they needed their buttons. <laughs> Uh, Humans are very good at saying no to new technology. What all of us need to do, especially dynamic places like this, is you must be in the business of maybe. You must be in the business of maybe, and you must spend your 10 or 20 hours. There are plenty of people in this audience right now that have profound opinions on AI and NFTs and have never played with it. Yeah. That is the issue at hand in the world in technology. Most people are not practitioners, they're headline readers. Yes, that is very, very true. And just my final question to you, 
you know, there's obviously a current, a very obvious current dip in NFTs at the moment. I think I know your answer, but would you say this is just temporary? Is thing, a thing is going to change? Just, no, I think it's think? no. I think it's permanent for the 99% of projects that stink. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the the macro is established. NFTs will be here for the rest of our lives. But remember, a non-fungible token is the slang term we know it today as a yeah. digital collectible. What it really is is far bigger than that. The majority of people in this room will have contracts of buying homes, doing deeds, insurance, like day-to-day things will be done in the form of an NFT because it's a more secure contract than anything that sits on earth. Yes. And so, no, I think the brand will recover Mm -hmm. with better usage, but no, I think this is the way it was always supposed to be. 99.9% of footballers' rookie cards are worthless. His isn't because he was great, yeah. right? And so the problem is 99% of, you like that one, Garrett? That was a good one. Thank you. 99%, ni- 99% uh, of NFT uh, projects, it's not gonna get any better because the creator, the creative, the operator is not capable of creating demand and affinity. But for the 1%, it will be like writing a Harry Potter book yeah, worked yeah. out. Writing a bad book did not work out. And I think that's where people got it confused. They kind of lumped the whole genre together. That's like saying gaming does or doesn't work. The amount of games that come out every year are profound. The far majority of them don't get to come to things like this. And so I think early technologies get lumped as a genre and they're misunderstood and I think that's where we are right now. Yeah, so there's a massive education that needs to happen at the minute. Yeah, absolutely. So I wanna move on to the, just just talk briefly about the cinematic influence on video games. We've seen AAA games have huge budgets, you know, it's like rival big Hollywood productions, if not more. So Michael, what Hollywood trends have you seen that are influencing or having, you know, a major effect on enhancing storytelling when it comes to gaming? With the accent, excuse me, where was that? Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, what, what trends or Hollywood trends, what things have you been seeing um, that are influencing or having an effect on gaming or the, the essence of storytelling in gaming? Well, like I was saying, I mean, I, I really do think there's, it, it, games can aspire with movie people, cinematic people, with the artists and whatnot to, 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 to try to create together. I think you can make the stronger game. You know, you can make a, a, the, the, sec- the, the dirty secret when you're a movie director is it's time. Time is your enemy. And you have two hours. And when you're cutting a movie, it starts at three or four and you're cutting it down. And then all of a sudden, I carry this sheet around. Oh my God, we got two seconds today. We took out four seconds today, three seconds. It, it really mm. matters. Whereas a game, you can have a much more involving story. And the, 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 I think... It's interesting, it's different than a movie. Uh, <laughs> you can have the, the, the audience, the participant, help like, create the game, help you to, to, to uh, help the franchise grow. To, to, uh, they can be participants in the storytelling, uh, which is kind of, a, uh, I think, a great thing. Um, it's an exciting thing, but... Um, Listen, there's been a lot of successful movie game uh, uh, things, uh, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah. In fact, just, I just want to rewind back a little what bit. What I'm saying ultimately is if they, if they participate more together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I just want to go back to, I just remembered we had a quick chat backstage. I want to hear your opinion on NF, the NFT space. On Michael. NFTs? Yeah. 
I'm in the 99%. No, <laughs> no. I, it makes a lot of sense what he's saying. It really does. Um, so he's opened my eyes, you know? Yeah. Uh, I, I, but that's that education that I was talking about. It's, it's the same story over and over. People need to be But educated. what about hacking? People getting all your stuff stolen. I think, is, are people worried about that? Of course they are, but to remind everybody. Are you going to, you know, you're going to. No, just to remind sure everybody. People? I think history is something people struggle with. There used to be a time where humans lived on earth without banks. That's real life. <laughs> it was a long, long time ago, but it was existence. Yeah. The, you know, people used to be scared to put their credit card into right. a computer. All money is electronic. Credit, there are many people in this audience that remember <laughs> credit cards being stolen on the internet. It's just time. Just like in your world, time is a thing. This is a brand new technology. And so I think we, cars are better today than they were 100 years ago. Planes are better today than they were. Phones are better today than they were 25 years ago. So what about those things? They will be resolved yeah. with time. And it's, you know, interesting that you mentioned hacking and kind of, I guess, security elements, but that is the beauty of blockchain and the beauty of things like NFTs. It's this impenetrable technology that's a lot more secure, a lot safer. It, it but it's is, a perception but, that people have. No, no, no. Yeah, no, 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 no that's no, what you've got to change. No, no, it's, that's right. It is safer. The problem is it's you're the custodial. Hmm. When your money is stolen through a fake credit card transaction, you call the bank and they fix it. Yeah. When you are the person that owns the keys to your assets on the blockchain, if you make a mistake, which is what he's referring mm -hmm. to, it's gone. I lose every password, so that's a problem. <laughs> you know, so, so anyway, it's, it's, the just, same one. it's just early. Yeah, it's yeah. just early. Okay, interesting stuff. So I want to talk now about the, the kind of business and marketing of esports. So um, diving into the, the business side of esports, what are your, uh, Gareth, what are your strategies or for promoting teams, engaging fans, and attracting sponsors from a business and celebrity perspective? Have you got any thoughts on that? I, just, I think it's just like saying everything changes with time. I think, I think you look back to when I first started, you were on just the front cover of a magazine that you could only see it when you went into a shop. Yeah. Now you can post something, for example, on my social media that can straight away go to 50, 100 million people within the space of a second. So, yeah, things have changed. I think in terms of gaming now, it's so accessible to everybody um, on streaming platforms, on, like I said, social media platforms. Everything's really accessible quick, and it's just changed with the time. And I think, yeah, I think it's, it's become a lot easier to market things and to mm. promote things now than it ever has been because you don't have to travel to places. You can literally do what you need to do where you are, click a button, <laughs> upload yeah. it, and it potentially goes to the world. So... Um, yeah, I think. But it's how you get over the clutter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And have you seen, um, I guess, any, any interesting strategies or kind of a points of attack from other companies in the esports space? That you thought, well, it's really interesting how they're trying to get people's attention and garner that attention from people or recruit new, new people. Yeah, I think it's, it's just the way you potentially run your team, the content that you kind of create. Mm -hmm. You have obviously a lot of um, YouTubers, content creators now that can create a different kind of atmosphere around a team. They can make it more fun, more serious, more kind of what avenue you would like to take. And um, like I said, it's just it's so easy to kind of market that and get it out to everybody to kind of support that team or get involved with that team. 
it's really easy to kind of go down that space yeah. these days. And I think it's been really fascinating just watching that trajectory as well. Like you said, back in the day, you know, you're on the front of a magazine, that's it. And now there's just so multifaceted. There's so many avenues, so many ways to reach out to celebrities and reach out to fans. And it really is such an exciting time, isn't it? And it's only going to grow and get better. Yeah, that's, that's the, the crazy thing that you never... You always get to a point you think, how can this get better? And some clever mind, yeah. like these guys in the world <laughs> that have such amazing talent and such vision that they create different avenues to make things even better. And yeah, I think that's what makes the individual more exciting than, mm. for example, AI, which is a bit more straightforward. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's interesting that you just mentioned AI. So for the last 10 minutes of this discussion, I want to talk about artificial intelligence. And I think we can't talk about gaming, esports, it's Hollywood. We can't talk about that without AI infiltrating because, you know, it's a massive talking point at the moment. Um, so with the rapid advancement of AI, you know, playing a greater role in the entertainment industry, um, I'd like to discuss, you know, the implications on AI and storytelling and business and what role you see it playing. And I'm going to just throw that out to anyone, if anyone wants to take that. I'm spending some serious time in this space. I think, again, similar to the blockchain, similar to the internet in the past, there's a lot of opinions and a lot of curiosities. There's a ton of fear. Yes. Um, there's a smaller group of optimism and, and looking to go on the offense. Here's what I can promise you. One, it's not going to go away. So if you're gonna put your head in the sand and hope it goes away, it's, it's not. It, AI is gonna be a humongous implication as a technology for everyone in this room. I think number two, like most technologies that are big, it's gonna save us a lot of time. Yes. There's a lot of things that a lot of people do here today, spend a lot of money on today, on humans or infrastructure, hardware or software, that AI implications are going to make dramatically more efficient. Mm -hmm. There's also a lot of creative ways to work with it. So for me, I spend most of my time thinking about human behavior, pop trends, why people are wearing their hair the way they are, or why they wear hats or sneakers, all yeah. that stuff. I now am using AI as a thinking partner. I'm literally asking a bunch of AI tools questions like, why is long hair coming in? Why are caps back? versus not, yeah. you know, why are people consuming this beverage? And so I think for the creative class, they, they default into thinking AI's gonna take away my job instead of realizing AI's about to become your thinking partner. Yeah. You're gonna have curiosity. The same way that many people here use a search engine to expand on something they're thinking through, that is child's play compared to what AI bots are gonna be able to do and AI machine learning infrastructures are gonna be able to do. So I think for the creative class, for this industry, things are gonna be produced quicker mm -hmm. because of the speed and, and I think people are gonna come up with bigger and more exciting ideas yeah. because the technology is gonna guide them in the same way that a search engine was better than going to the library and looking it up on the encyclopedia. It made it faster, it made it quicker, it made it more dynamic. I think those are two things that are gonna be very clear in this industry. Yeah, so like I we've, think, yeah, go I, on, uh, what were you gonna say? No, no, go on. No, I, I, I mean, just as a creative person, um, I saw some, a writer wrote in, typed in an image, a Ridley Scott image, a Michael Bay image, a Tony Scott image, and I saw it, I said, where did you get that? And Because I could recognize some stuff that my team had done. What I realized is, it was cool, but AI has no soul, okay? AI is just mathematics, mm -hmm. okay? And mathematics does not have a soul. So I'm not worried about it. Um, I'm worried for my music friends, but AI can't predict 
the shot that I'm going to create. I always create new stuff in my films. They can't, they can't, they're not me. Um, but I am very worried, first of all, that it's going to make people lazy. It could be a tool, yes. I hear it from medicine, it's great. But I'm very worried that it could be used for nefarious reasons. We were just talking about deep fakes back there. There's all this news about. Of and they can take three, four seconds of your voice. They've got enough pictures of you from magazines yeah. and whatever, and they can make you say whatever you want. And that's going to be a big problem. Pretty soon, you're not going to know what to believe in the world. Mm -hmm. But the worst thing I'm worried about, because of the nefarious of, of where humanity sometimes goes, I was in a room where the U.S. military, it's a special room, it's where the two men hold the two keys that can end the world. Now, that's a very scary room to be in, okay? But they have communication to Russia of all different types of communication. And four times in, in our lifetime, we've had fake launches, almost launches, that could end humanity. So that's where I worry about it. That's, that's just me being a movie director, okay? Mm. We always do end of the world kind of scenarios, okay? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a good it's not movie. fun to think, but I'm worried about the nefarious things that AI can... can uh, yeah, and I think at the moment there's, there's not enough regulation, there's not enough kind of understanding of it, and I think to, to your point, Gary, if it's used kind of to complement things or to, I, to work side by side, yeah, it's got but potential. I, I, I think Michael's point is remarkably right. Mm. I also remind everybody that there used to be a world without atomic bombs, and then technology created them. And yet here we are 70 years later. I think it's very easy to default into fear. Mm -hmm. I think it's actually the biggest issue in the world. Yeah. I think fear is weaponized. I think fear is at scale. Or it could be a cool and, movie too. Yes, for sure. And I'm very <laughs> empathetic to it. And I think deep fake will be enormously uh, a big issue in the world. I fully agree with that. But I also know, back to my earlier point, this is where technologies like the blockchain are better than technologies like the internet. With the blockchain, when I upload my videos about me on the blockchain, it's gonna be very verifiable that it was me. What, I think it's one big game of cat and mouse, mm. right? To Michael's point, there's gonna be the bad guys and there's yeah. gonna be the good guys and there's always those technology advances. So to Michael's point, today, the videos that I see on, in the world, I believe them. Yes. In a decade, I will have to do another thing to make sure they're real because of this new technology. But again, we've always invented things that could be abused or not abused. The internet is used for good, the internet is used yeah. for bad. Right. Credit cards are used for good. And so right, right, right. I, I just think that we, we, there's an opportunity mm. to not spend all of our time dwelling on what is gonna go wrong. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important for people that have practical optimism to look at these tools and figure out what's going to go well. Yeah. So Gary's a very common uh, source of this panel right now. <laughs> <laughs> so you think there should be less focus on the, the kind of negative and worrying about AI taking over creative roles and copying the likeness of celebrities and deep fakes? The tractor was invented and took does everybody understand that 80% of the world used to work on farms around the world? And the tractor was invented. And people said, this is gonna take away jobs. It created yeah. jobs. It allowed us to leave the farms and do other things. I, I think we demonize technology when technology has been the one currency that has advanced society for over 200 years. So yes, I think there should be less worried that it's gonna take my job. Because if, it's, if AI is gonna take your job, you were a commodity to begin with. You can evolve. Yeah. 
right? You, for 10 years I've been hearing from people like self-driving cars are gonna take away drivers. I'm like, great. They've had 20 years to think about this. They can do other things. Yeah. Humans are powerful. We need to start under, we have, need to stop underestimating human beings. Yes, yes. Okay, and for the, just for the finally, just to wrap up. Thank you. I mean, really, I really appreciate that because look what's happened here in seven, 10 years. Human beings are remarkably capable and so that is the pillar I will stand on. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay, and just some final words from you, which in kind of in your own industry, in your own world, where do you see the, the, the future of esports going? It's just growing and growing. Like I said, <clears throat> from a sports world, it is kind of the next best thing if you are not able to make it to that professional level. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you can play in your local leagues and stuff, but if you want to be with your friends and you can become and make a lot of money from esports, it is the next best thing to yeah. being a professional football player, being an athlete, being an NFL player. You can play these games in a professional environment online and yeah. it literally is the, the next best thing. And, and I think now with virtual reality as well, you're able to get even better graphics, yeah, 3D, yeah, you're really yeah. involved with it. So yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a space that's really growing in terms of, from a sports point of view, um, arguably is the best, next best thing in terms of golf. You can play on a simulator, mm -hmm. you can play with your friends. They're doing um, something now called TGL where they're gonna have like an indoor golf um, league. So there's a massive space in sports for, for yeah. eSports and it literally is the next best thing. And I know for me, growing up, everyone, guys and girls, wanted to be a footballer, you know, and it's, it's, it's a window of opportunity that not many get to go through. So this is a really nice way for people to feel included. It's kind of opening sure. up the realm of inclusivity. So it's, it's really good to hear from you about that. Michael, your views on the future of Hollywood and gaming and how they're going to merge and collide. And, you know, you're kind of leading the charge there. Well, I don't know if I'm leading the charge, but um, I'm just adding to it. But... Uh, uh, you know, my 30,000 foot view of uh, uh, just gaming is like you, you get to be your own hero. You get to be your own person saving the world. You get to be your own team, um, which is a, it's a, it's a great wish fulfillment thing in the world. Yeah, yeah. And Gary, what about you? The world of the future of Web3 gaming, esports, what are your final views? What would you like to see happen in the future? I, I think the majority of the people in this room and consuming this content right now are aware that gaming has now crossed over into one of the cultural pillars of our society, like movies, like sports, like fashion. You know, for me, this is the smallest on this day, as we sit here, this is the smallest that the gaming industry will be going forward. This will continue to grow. It is a pillar of our society. It's ingrained in the fabric. It is something we will do forever. It's something we've always done. Board games, trading, you know, yeah, cards. Yeah. It's something we've always done. This is the next scaled evolution. And I think we're, uh, we've got very prosperous decades ahead of us. Yes, so in a nutshell, watch this space. Basically. Watch this space. <laughs> and that brings us to the end of our discussion. I want to give a massive round of applause. Please join me to Gareth, Gary and Michael. Thank you so much.